0: This podcast contains potentially adult language, adult themes, definitely drinking, and possibly sexual context. Listener discretion is advised. Started recording. Okay. Well, okay. Woo! What are we doing? Yes! Woo! (laughs) authors literary <laughs> briefs episode oh my goodness what how the hell am i let out of the house i mean you're not no oh, no it's true we're in <laughs> quarantine I uh, maybe it was drinking earlier cool stuff so this is the literary briefs episode i'm your host erica lance and with me today is J M Piquet. and we have the wonderful and amazing guest ariel Hoy. And you wouldn't guess that from the spelling you're gonna have to explain that at some point, but first we have to talk about what we're drinking. So I'm I'm to the almost bottom of my cup of coffee, honey jack, and um uh it's got creamer in it, so it's really anyway, it's like an alcoholics beverage. Jen, but what, what lovely beverage do you have? Water. Not even sparkling water, <laughs> not even fucking blueberry water. You just have water. Water for my soothing my throat. I'm going to require you to have something that's less boring on these podcasts. You are boring right now. I'll put bubbles in my water next time. You better, because that might enhance your pot usage or something, right? No, wait. <laughs> See, I even remember that joke, and I've been drinking this whole time. Okay, Ariel, tell us what you are drinking.
1: Well, I just opened another White Claw, and um, I was trying to play it cool while it exploded everywhere. Oh, so. no. I'm just waiting until it's done fizzing and I'm just going to pretend that there's not drink everywhere.
0: I'm proud of you. Proud of you. Flash zone. Flash So your last name, I, I'm just going to cover this because your last name is pronounced Hoy, but it's
1: spelled H-A-U-G-H-E-E. Right.
2: So many letters. There's so, so many. many.
1: So many. I used to have to, when I was a teacher, I used to have to sing it so my kids could spell it. Um, because it's it's ridiculous. <laughs> um, so it's allegedly Irish. Um, oh. Yes. And I don't know. My father-in-law loves to tell people. This is his his number one joke. People are like, how do you pronounce that? And he'll look at them with a straight face and say, Smith. <laughs> <laughs> so well, that's his favorite joke. I um, love it. But yeah, I have no idea, and I apologize to everyone who has to see it and try and figure it out.
0: No, I I think it's it's it adds a certain uh, what is the word I'm looking for? Because apparently words are escaping me today. Sounds
1: mistake perhaps.
0: Yes, it does have a thank you. Thank you for editing my work there because it was not coming out the way I wanted it to. Um, okay, literary briefs. Yes. Rapid fire questions. Yes. What is your favorite
1: book? Alona Andrews' um, Hidden Legacy series.
2: Ooh, nice!
1: Wow, wow!
0: Yeah. I like. So, what is your least favorite book?
1: Ooh. Sound and the Fury, William Faulkner.
2: <laughs> wow. Oh, wow! I just
1: wanted to edit the whole dang thing.
2: He <laughs> put in a page of commas and periods at the end, so you could put them in wherever you wanted.
1: I, I, oh, I can I, I can't get through it can't
2: sorry
0: <laughs> yeah wow. wow. oh my goodness um do you remember what the first what is the first book this isn't normally rapid fire question but i just thought of it what is the first book you remember reading
1: um one fish two fish red fish blue fish
0: oh dr seuss yeah. wow wow i actually the, the book that comes i had a shell silverstein book you know oh, i a love
2: Shel Silverstein
0: yes um and i i always remember the if you have to do the dishes such an awful boring chore if you have to do the dishes you don't want to anymore and and if you have to do the dishes and you drop one on the floor maybe it won't make you do the dishes anymore
2: that's not accurate brilliant
0: that is that is not the end result from dropping dishes on the floor so children that shouldn't be listening to this podcast don't do that don't absolutely don't do that so um are there any? What is your favorite genre to read? Do you
1: think uh, fantasy romance by far? What are you reading right now? Um, I am actually reading a true crime book. That's my other love. Uh, I'm I'm obsessed with true crime and all those you know, like um, you know, ID on TV, and I read true crime. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Hey, Snap is murder. It's great. Yeah. Steph is one of my favorite TV shows ever. Yes. Yes. It's the best.
0: If you watch that for a while when your partner comes in and sees that and they're you're watching it repetitively, they get very nervous.
1: Good. It's, That's good. Maybe they will yeah. not leave their like clothes on the floor.
0: <laughs> you know, she killed people for leaving dishes out. <laughs> Just <that>. saying. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness! So, um, you know, we touched on this a little bit in the last podcast, but I was curious. Um, you talked about starting to read uh, a book, and if there was way too many pros in it, that like you started, like editing it and you close it. Are you willing to um, do you throw? Are you able to put down books? I mean, you pay for them, whatever. Are you able
1: to just sort of chuck them against the long absolutely. Pitifully? absolutely because i i think this is a i oh this is a snotty snotty way to think my time is precious i want to enjoy what i'm reading when i have time to read and i refuse to waste any of my time on something i'm not enjoying so if i don't like it in the like the first I'll, i'll give it maybe like five pages but usually i know on the first page uh then it's gone i delete it from my kindle
0: wow i think that's interesting because um Jonathan Mayberry says that he'll read the first line of a book, and if the first line doesn't grab him, he's done. He just chucks it. So
2: just, by the way, uber high standards there with Mr. Mayberry. But I mean... Kindle has changed the way that I read, like having, yes. I have Kindle Unlimited. And before, if I bought a book or even got it from the library, like, all right, I'm invested. Let me, let me get through it and give yeah, it you my have time. The
1: item. Yep.
2: But now I download samples and I'm like this sample. Nope. Next, next. Yes. yes. Yeah.
1: It makes it so, so easy. Cause it's like, okay, uh, there's some 2 million other books that I could Yeah. Do, do you, um. Uh, J.M., J- J- you got to ask
0: your happy ending story, and, and that's not a erotica question, though it could be.
2: <laughs> what about a happy endings in books? Yeah, that was prime. So clearly not. <laughs> I don't. I don't read a book unless it has a happy ending. Like I'm the person. I will. I will open the last page of a book and make sure the characters' names are there, because I don't want my characters to die halfway through. I get very angry. Oh. If that spoil. I'll spoil a book because. Because re- Ari Salvatore destroyed me by killing a main character so stupidly in the middle of a book. And I was I'll like, this the so Divergent
1: stupid. series. I'm like, did you get through the Divergent series?
2: <laughs> I see. That book should have ended where the movie ended. Like, right. there was no. that was so dumb. I threw that book against the wall. I was so angry. I'm like, you just <laughs> wanted to kill her just because. Like, that was plot-wise, it didn't make sense. Character-wise, it didn't make sense. Like, I was very angry. I had strong feelings. So that's my feelings about happy ending. <laughs> It's fun when I can just
0: literally like push the right button and get her all like. <laughs> I, I <laughs> depend,
1: that's funny. It depends on what I'm reading as far as happy endings. Like if I'm reading romance. I want a happy ending. But like Song of Achilles, that is a beautiful okay. book. Okay. And we all know that it's, it doesn't have a happy ending. But it yeah. it's an amazing book. And I'm still
2: glad I read it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it just
1: depends on what I'm expecting. If I I'm if reading like a romantic comedy, nobody better freaking die.
2: Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) like nicholas sparks will kill the dog like come on why Why, right it's like if i'm all over or literature (laughs) i'm like yeah everybody's gonna die that's that's how it goes but when i'm reading fun stuff no
1: yeah
0: well okay that brought another question and then i lost it and i'm gonna get it back again so um you know having the where was I going with this? I, I have a question my, in the meantime. Okay, yeah, go yeah. for it, because my brain just left. So
2: you've been, you've been just doing writing stuff for for two years. How has being home for Corona affected you? Like, how are you doing?
1: Oh, well, my kids are home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. um, so I have a five-year-old and a seven-year-old. Okay. So uh, usually, honestly, it has slowed me significantly. I'm having a really hard time getting stuff done because I'm, I'm, with kids all day. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've had to put everything aside and like, I can squeeze in a blog post here and there. I can squeeze in little tiny things here and there, but for now I am completely on hold and mm-hmm. it'll be like that over the summer too. I'm going to have to figure out how to work.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so I've been, I've been
2: up and down. <laughs> Are I you both
1: have my outlet.
2: <laughs> are you a, more of a night person or a morning person? Like, when do you get your work done?
1: Morning. I am a rise and shine, smiley, happy. Like, everyone hates me in the morning. Like, me, actually, one of my sons is just like me. We both get up in the morning and are super happy and productive. And then the other son is like my husband, where he'll just, you know, stay in bed um, and just don't even talk to them, go away. So, I'm a huge morning person. Just don't mm-hmm. don't come talk to me at three o'clock because I'm a demon. I completely flip. God, gotcha. I'm, I'm, I'm a jerk at three. It's <laughs> Time for a nap. Exactly.
0: <laughs> do you um uh how many words do you write? Like when you sit down, how many words per day do you write? What is your routine?
1: It depends. Um, because usually I have like uh, time set off for okay. This is the time that I'm writing. This is the time that I need to do marketing. Um, and me I'm more task oriented rather than words. So it'll be okay, get through this draft of this picture book or get X amount of words done or X amount revised. So it honestly depends. But you know, if I'm doing, I'll do sprints, you know, I'll set the timer, 20 minutes, sprint, five minutes off. Um, you know, and can it just depends, right? You know, maybe I'll write like a thousand words that hour, or you know, other days all I'm doing is revising a picture book. Um, so it depends.
0: Do you set a certain amount of time per day? I realize you just answered that during our, our Corona um, that we're not, I decided that's the theme song for this entire situation that we're, you know, it's thrown off routines or routine balances that we had to balancing. um, I actually have found uh, a way to write more than I was without it, which is great, but I think I'm the exception and not the rule necessarily. Mm -hmm. Um, so where, where do you feel um, this has affected your per- productivity as far as um,
2: your routine? Um, like, did you used to work when the kids were at school?
1: Yes, I used to work when the kids were at school. And that was, that was great. I had a house to myself, me and the dog, and just bang it out. Um, this also, too, has affected um, my focus. I'm having a really hard time focusing I don't know if it's because you know I'm not going places and I'm not talking to people I feel like part of my brain isn't as stimulated and I can't focus as well um, because I don't have you know I'm not I'm not going to the writing studio I'm not going out to eat I'm not going you know like I used to go to coffee shops I used to so I, I there's that there's a kind of a mental uh, um, not bulk, um, but like a blanket. I feel like there's a blanket on part of my brain.
0: <laughs> so you caught my little. Where are my words now? Where are my words now? Um, do you? Uh, so what is your writing routine? Like, let's talk about that. Would you put on music? Do you like? Do you have to set the scene? Do you have to write in a specific location? Can you grab your laptop and write anywhere? What is your?
1: Um, I have to be sitting in a chair. If I sit in a couch or a bed, I notice that I'm, I get really lazy. Um, so I have to be in like a chair sitting upright. Um, I don't like music. Uh, I prefer silence. This is just how I am. I'm also like that in the car. Like I'm one of those weird people who will take like- Okay, a nurse hours.
0: ratchet. I know,
1: right? <laughs> I'll take
2: like a five hour
1: <laughs> drive with no music and just like think. And, and have fun in my head. Like I'm just in my head the whole time. Um, so I usually write in silence and I gotta write first thing. That's when in the morning, that's gotta be my first task. And it's really hard when I see the emails coming in, That's like a matter of discipline for me to, you know, ignore the emails and close it out and only work on whatever the task is for that day.
0: Hmm. Do you get do you get drawn into the book of the face or the gram of the instant? Uh-huh.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm the worst. Um, and like I said, uh, what I said earlier, I'm a, the social media manager for um, a writing organization. And one of the reasons I am that is because I'm always on it, um, all over the place. So for me, that is a huge, huge issue that I want to get better about. It just sucks up so much of my time. So I, I like Animal you're getting go ahead go ahead Jen.
2: I said Animal Crossing
1: no I don't do Animal Crossing I mm-hmm. do um, I just I will play on Instagram forever just ever for the rest of my <laughs> life would I could sit for 12 hours and just play on Instagram I don't know what's wrong with me
0: Oh, I think I don't think that's a you only situation like I I have to shut off when I'm writing. I have to shut down Facebook. I I even have to be careful on when I'm researching yeah. because I will open something to research and then go down an entire path that somehow winds me back at Facebook. I don't know why that is cuz it didn't <laughs> start there. It was a link, you know. Yeah. You, you know. See what
1: your
2: cousin's up to. What is she doing, you know? Yes, yeah, so
0: and let me look you. at this video and let me okay then there's another video it's like cat videos but with different topics and right you know (laughs) just for the record there's an entire id channel of videos on facebook just for the
1: don't tell me that yeah so
0: you can totally (laughs) go down do you ever think about writing um like uh horror suspense or mystery i mean if you're a fan of true crime that's
1: yeah basically Um, horror suspense and mystery I have done a little, I've dabbled a little bit of horror in anthologies. Um, I do, I, I, I like it, but I feel like I don't pull it off. I feel like it's silly when I do it. And I don't know if it truly is silly or that's just me being really self-critical because I'm always super, super critical of anything that I write. Um, that's the problem that I have. Like I need to be able to let just like, it's not that bad. Let it go. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I've had fun with it, but I don't know if I'd do a full novel.
0: Interesting, interesting Um, words. The full novels that you've done, right, how long did that take you to write them and then put them out? Because you said you've only been doing this for two years, but how long does it take you to finish a full-length novel?
1: A full-length novel? um, Honestly, it depends because it's been inconsistent for me as far as schedule and what's going on in my life. Um, Cause I've had some of them that have taken, you know, a year, two years, and I've had some that I can do pretty quickly. Um, so for me, I'm actually really looking forward to the fall coming because both of my kids will be in elementary school full time. Cause I had, I've had a preschooler.
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: so I'm, and I've already, you know, we're already talking about the, getting the double computer screens. I already had, you know, like having the full setup so I can just like go so we'll see this fall. i'm I'm hoping to like really be a rock star once summer's over.
0: And they actually allow kids back in school.
1: Oh please God, please. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we say that j, j. M's a, a, an instructor at a college and there's mm. a whole thing on that situation. Did we're your kids you're what? We're online. we're gonna
1: be online. <laughs>
0: I saw a driver's side window that said, like, my child was a delight. You said my child was a delight. You lied. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, yes. I think people are really going to love teachers when the kids ever go back.
0: <laughs> yes. All of a sudden, pay for teachers goes up dramatically. Um, what? So all of us as writers have quirks when we're writing that our editors tend to catch. And some yeah. of us, our quirks move. What are your quirks?
1: Uh, just. I just. just need to do this and we just need to do that. And I just need to make emphasis on this sentence. Um, so just is definitely one of my quirks that I do that gets edited out. Um, I tend to write lean. Um, you know, as, as you know, I, I've mentioned that I have a problem with cluttered prose. So I tend to write really lean. Um, so for me, my editors will tell me to put more, more in to explain things sometimes sometimes. Also, I don't know what it is. I just forget about commas when I'm writing. Um, oh. When I edit, I know where they go. But when it's my writing, they don't exist anymore. Um, <laughs> and so it's always my editor's always adding in all these commas. And I'm sure she wants to kill me and like charge me per comma.
2: <laughs> like it's a stylistic thing.
0: It's, it's exactly a stylistic. <laughs> it's fine to have a sentence that just goes on and exactly. on. And on. It makes it, sense in my head. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I get it. I know what's happening. <laughs> oh, my God. That's amazing. Okay. So let's talk about people who influence you to want to be a writer. What? When did you decide you wanted to be a writer?
1: Oh, God. I got in so much trouble in sixth grade. Um, so I always liked writing. I don't. Here's the thing is I don't remember a specific teacher or a specific person that made a huge impact. Um, I just kind of always had a creative side, but there's, I've expressed it in different ways. Like I did cake decorating for a while and I've done, like I took drawing classes, but I didn't do very well. Um, I, you know, like I've, I've tried to express myself creatively in different ways and then I finally figured out writing is what I need to be doing. Um, But in sixth grade, this was the first like sign. I got in huge trouble because um, I had a friend who went on a trip and was gone for, I think, a week or two. And I decided to write a newsletter about everything that happened while she was gone. And it was all gossip. It was a gossip rag. And I made sure to have a class list and write an article about every single person in class. And I brought it into school to give it to her. And she's reading it and laughing. And someone else says, what are you reading? And I bet you can guess what happened. It got passed around through all of sixth grade. They all read all the the shit talk that I said. And I had no friends for the rest of my year.
0: Oh Oh, no.
1: I did get called to the principal's office, but she said, it's written really well, (laughs) but you shouldn't be writing this.
2: (laughs) You know, she took it home and like read it to her family. And was like, exactly.
1: (laughs) So I got a compliment for my writing, but I got
0: in big trouble. Oh my goodness. That's his, do you still have that? Uh,
1: That was definitely destroyed. I'm shame.
0: (laughs) Oh my goodness. Did you ever write as a teenager? I recently was talking with um, a friend and I said, I'm going to put together an anthology called um, uh, teen angst. And it's just going to (laughs) be, Things And I'm and not edited. I do not want to edit this book at all. I just want people to submit stories or poetry from when they were a teenager and then put a little put a, story awesome. in front of it of where they were at at that time. Because we all wrote stuff that we either thought was brilliant or it was really like it was about this guy and he was going to be my forever guy. And, you know, like, yeah. That. Yeah. So what is your teen
1: angst writing like? Oh, God. OK, so remember. OK, so I, I'm not a poet at, at all but I had this boyfriend that I was just, he was, he was the one, right? He was just amazing. And he actually was kind of a dick, but that's okay. Um, so I decided to write this poem for him. And it was all about like Persephone and how she like made him perfect and all these ingredients she put in to make him. Uh, it's like fantastically embarrassing. And I- Please even wrote, tell me you still have this so it can go in this book. Um, I, I don't think I do because I I hand wrote it. I wrote it in a script with like an ink pen. And then I wrote it on like cardstock and I burned the edges of the cardstock so it was old. And I was so excited. And I present it to him, and he like he's like, Oh, okay. And he like read the first two lines and he's like, Okay, come on, let's go. And like didn't even read it. And I was like, I spent so much time on it, and it, he was like not impressed at all. And so, I was so like embarrassed and ashamed, and like, oh my god, I did something like really stupid and and dumb. And I don't know where that poem is. <laughs> Probably destroyed. I hope it's in <laughs> a box somewhere. He was not the
0: one anymore.
1: He was not the one. Definitely not.
0: <laughs> oh my goodness! It's it's. Do you feel like, you know, when you look back, do you go back and reread the stuff you've previously written? God, no, I do not.
1: <laughs> and my husband gets on me for it. Cause like if I submit a story for an anthology, I won't reread it. I, I, you know how some actors won't watch their movies? Yeah. I feel like I'm like that where I don't want to read what I've written because I feel like I'll find a mistake and be embarrassed. Cause I said, I'm too self-critical. That's one of my issues is if I go back and reread something, I will be super critical of it. Doesn't matter if it's won an award or a contest or whatever, I will go back and reread it and think it's trash and be, and feel like embarrassed. And so I have to let things be and not look at it and not criticize it and be and be proud of myself for doing it mm-hmm. and just let it let it be, that kind of thing. So mm-hmm. do you have any books that have sequels? Let's see. I mean, I do have the anthology series that I wrote. I just published the second one uh, a few months ago. Um, no, I do not. I do not have any sequels.
0: So how do you think you're going to handle it when you have a sequel and you have to go back and look oh at God. what the hell you wrote to begin with?
1: I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's also really like, okay, so so I go to my pick my. I do a lot of school visits and I read my picture books at schools and I have to reread my work. And there's one picture book that I I will not say that I do not like. Um, And the reason has nothing to do with the writing. It has to do with the fact that that me and the illustrator did not get along. Um, Oh, wow. Yes. So we didn't get along. That's why I don't like the book. So I actually don't, I, I will avoid as much as I can reading this book at schools because i have such a negative impression of it and i hate reading it aloud because uh, in my head all i think about is oh we fought over this page and this was what she was supposed to do on this page and didn't and you know so wow so <laughs> <laughs> you know,
0: it,
1: it's it's interesting are any
0: of your stories audiobooks
1: i do not have any audiobooks yet i need to do it for my children's books because there's so many apps that you can get your books on, that'll read to the kids. And I, 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 it's one of those things that I need to do um, that I'll try and tackle this year with my marketing uh, my marketing focus. That'll be good. Do you have a YouTube of you reading it? A video of you reading your children's books? Um, I've debated that because part of me doesn't want to have the... Because it's one thing when a, an author reads their first chapter. For me, mm-hmm. that's the entire content of my book for free ah i don't know if i want to do that
2: so YouTube does you can monetize it doesn't pay a lot but yeah
1: so i mean i've done it i will do it on like facebook lives i've done because that doesn't hang around forever so i'm okay with that but youtube i just i don't know if i want to do it because i i you know i spend so much money making these books Mm -hmm. so much ridiculous money and i don't want to just give it away for free Mm -hmm. no it makes
0: sense and i i think that uh, with a lot of things in life, I think people don't remember that, you know, this is blood, sweat and tears, whether it's a full time gig like yours is or not, is it's kind of your point where you ask an illustrator to do a drawing for free. It's like you have a friend that does hair, having them asking them to do your hair for free or, <laughs> right, right. you know, all this stuff. You forget this is this is something There's an artist, they put their blood, sweat and tears into, right. you know, and so you don't want to necessarily give away something that has a value for free. So I understand that completely. Um, Because we're coming close to the end, I wanna know what advices would you give writers out there? So as an editor and a writer, Mm -hmm. let's hear some (laughs) advice.
1: Um, Follow your narrative instincts. Um, If you feel like something in your story just isn't right, something in your story isn't right. Um, And you may need to take, set it aside and take time to figure it out, but trust that trust that narrative instinct. Um, that's part of things being organic. Is when you try to force something that maybe not be right, and sometimes people just end up doing it and just force it through. Um, also, um, give give things space and time um time is great for perspective i think some people get in a huge rush to publish their first book and get that first book out there and i want to be an author and i got to get it out there and they don't take the time to give it the best version that it can be um and then i also think your best marketing tool is your book cover. So take the time to either hire someone or take the time to actually, I mean, you can do it yourself, but learn. Learn, you know, learn the elements of good design and, you know, take, take the time to learn things. And I think sometimes people, you know, don't, don't realize how important a book cover is and how it leaves the impression for everyone with your book, like how professional you are overall mm-hmm. as an author. Um,
0: it is a marketing tool, and I think people forget that it's not, I have this picture of this obscure thing in the book and I want to make reference to it and blah. No, like that is how you sell your book. People look, go walk through a bookstore and look at the books that actually grab your attention.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely, because you have to remember if, if you're doing this just because it's a life goal, do whatever you want. That's fine because this is what that's like a legacy book. Like I, I just want to have something out for my grandkids. That's great. But if you want to be an author and do this as a business, you have to understand this is a business. You are monetizing your art, which is really a challenge and something you have to kind of digest. but it's a business, and you need to focus on like you do need to do marketing. you do need to understand, how this works and understand, you know, norms for your genre and understand, okay, the importance of, of having a, a digital presence and, you know, all kinds of things. And, and I think sometimes people, they think that the challenge is getting the book out. And I feel like the challenge is marketing the book. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: and, Absolutely.
1: You know, and that's, like I said, if you want to do it as a business and some people don't, and that's fine
0: no totally no this has been brilliant thank you thank you um so uh how do people find you shameless self-promotion time how do people shameless find you
1: time. so i am uh i'm orange blossom books so or orange blossom publishing you can find me at orangeblossombooks.com um that's the same orange blossom books on instagram i am on facebook and i am on uh, with my author account and my publishing um and i'm probably most active on instagram and facebook
0: so what is your instagram handle uh, it is at, is either
1: at uh, ahoy underscore author or at orange blossom books with underscores in between.
0: Wonderful. Thank you so much for being on this podcast with your White Claw and Thanks my whiskey. This me. is the White Claw Whiskey Podcast. I appreciate you being here. Thank you so much. So this has been Drinking With Authors Literary Briefs. I've been your host, Erica Lance. And with me has been... J.M. Paquette. And we will see you next time.